It's always. Oh my God! It's always a mess at the very last second of the day. Well, from Studio A in Texas, USA, welcome to the In Wheel Time Car Show, the award-winning all things automotive car talk show. On today's two-hour program, it's the Fourth of July mashup, and boy, is it a mashup! Need tires? Confused with all the ads and the hype from the tire stores? Well, our expert, Mr. Jeffrey Zekin, sorts it out. Mr. Mars goes to the Wayback Machine to talk about drag racing history in the Houston area. And Mike Satterfield joins us for a look at the Grossbeck Grand Prix coming up. Inside our new car showroom are the Alfa Stelvio SUV. I had a chance to drive that. I think that you're going to be impressed just like I was when I got to drive it. And Mr. Mars going to talk about the Mercedes-Benz AMG GLC 4.3. Yeah, well, because Mr. Mars told me that it's a CLC. So I'm going with the CLC. It's his own version of the GLC. We'll give you an in-depth review of each of those. We've got this week's automotive news, our weekly Ram tracks and Jeep trails features, all that and more just ahead on today's two-hour in-wheel time car show for Saturday, the 4th of July. 2020. Howdy. Along with Mike out of this world, Mars, who's right off camera, camera. view. He's doing the video at the moment. Uh, we have sitting in Mr. Jeffrey Zekin. Hello. And then we also have over here the fabulous, the Mr. Man of All. Oh, gosh. Here he is, Conrad DeLong, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank in, you very much. I in, appreciate the. In the living color. Well, I'm in all white today. Yeah, I noticed that. It's before Labor Day, so you can still wear all white. <laughs> <laughs> Your white pumps. But at any rate, uh, we're also going to talk to, I think we're going to talk to Gina Child Knowles, who also has a uh, kind of a preview for us about a program that's going to be available to all of us online beginning at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and it's kind of a recap of the race that took place a couple of weeks ago that Jeff and I got to, to, to watch. But fun. they re-edited that. And uh, so it'll give us all something to do for the 4th of July to get our racing bug fixed. Here, here. Yeah, is that. So we're going to start off uh, this show because I, I thought, you know, everybody's got a sale. Everybody. Furniture, uh, draperies, flooring. Mattresses. Tires. Tires. Yeah. Tires. Everybody's got a 4th of July sale. Jeff's here to make us tired. And since oh. a lot of people apparently are... Uh, out going to do their vacation driving this year as opposed to being cooped up on an airplane with uh, COVID-19 worries. Uh, they're hitting the road, and it's time to take a look at the tires before you hit the road because you sure don't want to have a flat these days out in the middle of nowhere. Well, you're on the road, yeah. Yeah, or there's a blowout or something like that. So I thought, well, we haven't talked to Jeff about tires in quite some time, and I thought it would be behoove all of us, actually, to talk about tires and the temptation that all of us have when it comes to these sales. Because, you know, buy three, get one free. Uh, but that's the, that's the hook. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. You know, sales aren't about fact. Sales are about emotion. You know, if they can get you emotional, you're more likely to buy something. Exactly and you know right. how yeah. emotional I can be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I can fall into that just like anybody else oh, can. Yeah. And so I thought, well, let's talk to Jeff about that. And really, uh, the way to buy a tire is not on emotion, but
but it's on fact. Well, and Conrad's right, absolutely. They, they, they base everything on emotion, and th there's times of the year also because you've Move got that microphone closer. There you go. Uh-huh, that's fine. It not only is it emotion, but it's, it's how they want to present it. Yes. Got a little scratchy in here? Uh, yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. That's me over here scratching. Okay. Yeah. Like the dog. Okay. <laughs> yes, so continue. <laughs> So it's a matter of, of time of year also because springtime, summertime, uh, the manufacturers, the tire manufacturers also rely on what uh, the, the, the retail sales, you know, your Firestones, your Goodyear stores, uh, your discount tires, your dealerships. Each one of them have an incentive program through the manufacturers right. as well. So you're looking at uh, generally March is the kickoff of the first sale of Selling tire. season. Exactly. Uh, end of February, beginning of March, and then they try to coincide with some of the uh, – like the March Madness that we didn't have, but that's generally one of the big primary. Right, we've all been year. going mad since March. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so far as, as the sporting events, they want to tag on that. And then, of course, racing season. You've got uh, drag racing. You've got NASCAR. Uh, you've got Formula One. You've got IMSA. Those are all parts of the season that, that they want to uh, – Exploit, I guess you want to say, so far as tire sales. And then now we're into you know, summer June, vacation. July, June yeah. and July summer vacation. Right. And then uh, looking forward to Kind of to the, the summer car tune-up, make sure, sure your car is right before well, you hit the road. Not only tune-up, but you've got the, the, the uh, you know, what, what Randy Shannon does with his car car clubs and nifty 50s and things like that. All the cruises that we, you know, you and I went on a right. cruise, and then there's the racing and such. And then moving into the fall season where it's back to school. And then you've got the college student that's got their first car. They so there's always a reason there's to buy tires. Always a reason to buy tires. Not only that, you've got the in between where you've got uh, maybe somebody didn't take advantage of that. And then there's you know I've got to go the, the need to buy tires. And then there's also hold on. Try again. He's cleaning the dust off of the restart <laughs> over there. <laughs> yes, I am. That's fine. Um, but then there's the off season where you know folks. Oh my gosh, I missed that sale. You know I'm gonna need tires. So let's break it down. Okay. First of all, what is the lifetime of a tire, despite, forget the tread life, mm -hmm. but the lifetime of a tire, where you hear about dry rot and that sort of, you don't go past a certain period of time with a tire, no matter what the tread looks like. It's not like a good wine that an old vintage is good. It's better, right. So you're talking about like shelf life or just well, on no. the car? Yeah, on, on your car. So I bought a, a new car five years ago. We've really only put about, uh, I don't know, 20,000 miles on it. We've still got plenty of tread left on it. Mm -hmm. Is it time to buy new tires because it's five years old? I would be looking. Absolutely, yes. Why? I would be looking. Well, because tires deteriorate. They not only deteriorate on the outside. You've got uh, what we've talked about before on previous shows where the sun can deteriorate it as well from the outside. You get that little spider cracking. Surface cracking. Surface cracking. They also deteriorate on the inside. Even though you can't see it, you know, you've, you've maybe hit a curb every now and then or maybe hit that pothole that you went, oh, gosh, you kind of tensed up. Or, and hit or that drove hole. seven or eight pounds low for a couple exactly. of days. Exactly. Well, that tire deteriorates, and it turns into like a powdery uh, dust. substance, yeah. dust, so to speak. So you can actually tell. I'm looking at Michael here. Uh, you when can, something gets old, <laughs> we look at Mike. <laughs> and Dusty. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I think so, that would fall into the dusty muffin category, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> That, that's, so a, that's another story totally for another day. If, if you have yeah. a tire that has a, is a problem, and, and uh, you can actually take the tire off the rim and check the inside of the tire to see if it's been uh, damaged from the inside. Uh, belt separation and things, you don't always feel that. You don't always feel that wobble when you're driving down the road. And you know that you could 
feel that in the in the seat of your pants sometimes. Well, the one thing that I can think of is is that you know most people don't have a road car. It's a car that right. you drive back it's, and it's forth. It's your daily driver, right. right? And so we're now going to go on a long, a prolonged road trip. Mm-hmm. Let's just say to Wisconsin, twelve hundred miles, Houston, Texas, up to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for most people that they mainly put that into a two-day time period. Well, I remember distinctly growing up that we would go from Wisconsin down to Alabama to visit relatives. Oh, my gosh, that's a haul. That is a haul. But we made it in two days. We made a two-day trip out of it, so it didn't get too tiresome for all of us. And it never failed. You know, we were using used cars at the time to make the haul, and there would be something like an alternator, or we'd have a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that was more common back then, and not so much today. But to take that element of a flat tire or a bad tire or a bubble on the side of the tire or mm-hmm. a tire that's out of balance out of the equation, it increases your chances of not having a stress-filled problem Trip, car. Right, right, right. Uh, that all I can think of is, you know, what what a pain. And it's just something as simple as checking the air pressure. We had a Facebook. Uh, you and I were involved in that. We had a, a a viewer asking on Facebook about tire pressures this past week. And um, they explained that they checked the tire pressure and they wanted to make sure that the, the level was to where it they was. Ch- they checked it cold right. and all tires were balanced. Right. And then when he checked it hot, two of the tires were two pounds higher they were than, a the, off, than right. the others. Just an imbalance in that. But see, that, that level is, is actually quite normal. Um, and the first thing you have to do is, is make sure you've got a gauge that you trust. Uh, we, That's we talked accurate, about that, right. that exactly accurate, or you can trust right. that it is accurate. And we went through that in a few segments ago, months or so ago, on that. Get an accurate a, a gauge that you're comfortable with. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. No, on you don't. No, not no, at no, all. No, no. You know, anywhere from you know four or five dollars. And 10 these bucks. digital gauges yeah. these days are great. Exactly, exactly. And you keep it in the glove box all the time. Yep. Check your tires every other fuel tank. Right. You know, and and that would be a good practice. Uh, if you check your mileage, and everybody wants to know how best mileage they get, do it that at that time. Uh, but once you check them cold and you do run them, say you've got a daily trip or say you do your Alabama trip from wherever, let it cool down, check them the next morning before you get on the road. And if there's any deviant uh, or deviation on it, that's when you, you, you know that you've got to fill the tire. Yeah. Low tire pressure is your worst enemy because it builds up heat and then the heat creates friction and the friction will lose. And that's what causes that, to me, part of the dust issue inside the tire exactly. because now, because when you run on a low tire, the tire is not fully inflated through the sidewall, so yeah. it's got a bend in it. Right. So it's kind of like you know when you take a piece of metal and you bend it and you bend it and you bend it, yeah, and it breaks. weakens yeah. that metal. Exactly. The same thing happens to mm-hmm. a tire. That sidewall crushes, and that's where that dust comes from. Well, not only sidewall, but you can get it actually on the on the belt side, on the, on the tread side as well. So that all interacts. So yes, low tire pressure is the enemy. But getting back to that that. Well, and high tire pressure can be as well, well because then you wear out the you center wear out, of the tread. You wear out the center of the tread. But make sure you've got a, a gauge you can trust. Well, the other thing is, too, speaking of tire pressures, on these new cars that we get to drive mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. I noticed that the tire pressures are now starting to go up. Not, uh, I mean, what the manufacturer is calling for. They're calling for more pressure in the tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, the truck that I had the other day, 60 pound PSI. On an LT? That I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. And it uh, was probably a different, probably a D-rated tire. Not I, a C-rated. I, I, don't, I don't know. But all I can tell you is, and the Cadillac out there, I think it's like at 35 pounds instead of 32 or 30. Well, and that because it's a, it's a larger uh, gross weight vehicle, 
and yes, they're going to manufacture that because it's got Michelin's on it. I checked that almost immediately. <laughs> uh, of course, you did. He's always the, checking the, tires. The, the Michelin's—that's what they require for that vehicle. Now, that's a that's an XT. That's six. Yes. So you look at the five might be different, and the four might be different, and then you move up to the Escalade, which is the big daddy right. of that, is probably going to be different as well. So let's talk about these sales and what what and I know that from past experience with you, you always recommend the fact mm -hmm. that. You go with what the manufacturer originally put on the car. Now, five years ago, that tire today may be called something else, right. but it is still from the manufacturer the same type of tire mm -hmm. that they had five years ago. Yeah. Isn't that correct? Right. The LISI, load index, speed index ratings, should be the same. In the UPC rating. Exactly. Um, now, I'm, I'm big on that. I've kind of kind of gotten away from that in a little little sense that yes because the manufacturers now are all if you were to draw a line with a pencil and that pencil lead line is all the quality of all the tire manufacturers there's no vast changes there's like you know a big ekg or something there, there's nothing like that anymore they all have to abide by the same rules of the dot and the dot is pretty strict on that especially when it comes to recalls or campaigns to right. bring the tires back right so i kind of went away from that a little bit uh, as long as you get the proper size and the LISI, it doesn't matter the manufacturer to me at this point. I would prefer sticking with the manufacturer, but if you can't do that, then you've got a second, you've got something to fall back on. So not only you look at the size of the tire, but the LSI? Yeah, LISI, the lo Load Index Speed Index Rating. Okay, and that's readily available? Yes, and it's also in the tire. Um, some tires are H, which I believe H, correct me if I'm wrong, is about 112. 30. 130. 130 miles an hour. So it's, I and mean, then uh, a, I think it's S is 112. Okay, S is the, right, right, you're right. S and then H, and then it goes into a T, and then you get your performance. And then there's a V, which is 150. Vs and, and Ws and, and but Zs. But if and you, that, if that, if that you, letter designation is the tire's highest speed rating. Right. And each letter designation gives any car that has that letter designation has that max speed rating for the tire. So the manufacturers have to match the tire to the vehicle. Right. So like my son's Yukon, my Yukon, has an S-rated tire on it, which is good to 112 miles an hour. Well, the truck, the truck has in the calibration of the truck has is speed limited to 108 miles an hour because it's got a 112 mile tire. Mm -hmm. So that all ties together with how the manufacturer specs a tire. Right. It's a calculation on the you know, again we talked about the weight, what you're using the vehicle for, uh, performance, engine size, and things of that nature. So if you don't have a if you got a family car. Mm -hmm. Go with that. Right. You don't need to get some higher speed rated tire no. because it looks good or whatever. Because once you leave the mounting place, wherever it is you have your tires mounted and balanced, mm -hmm. you're not really going to pay any attention to what they look like no. unless you actually just do an inspection of the tire itself. And then when you get in that car and you drive away and you feel, oh, that feels so good, you kind of goes away. Yeah. You kind of go, you, you forget right. about it. It's like putting premium in a non-premium car. Yeah, it, it might make you feel good for a short period of time, <laughs> but there really isn't any well, true Well, it's so funny for me personally. You know, you go into someplace, a retailer, like a discount tire or something, and they got stacks of tires, and ooh, it's all shined up and pretty, and it smells like tire smell mm -hmm. in there. And all they're doing isn't is really great? Yeah, play, <laughs> playing on your emotion 
Because, hey, man, you know, I got this truck. Oh, there's a mutter set of tires over there. But have you heard what that mutter set of tires sounds like doing 30 miles an hour down Main Street? And it all starts when you pull up. Uh, and I know the discount does this because I've dealt with discount. And then some of the dealerships, the first thing they do is walk you out to the car. And they look at the tires and they talk to you about the tires. How do you like these? Now, I had a set of tires um, on a vehicle where I knew they were cheap. I bought them just to you know, get by years ago. And uh, first thing they said, well, how do you like these tires? I said, well, they're, they're, they suck. <laughs> well, that's pretty definitive. Yeah, exactly. Those what tires else, suck. What else you want to know? Yeah. He goes, so you're not going to get these? No, because I got them here, and I'm not buying these again. Just you know, we. Long story short, is I didn't end up buying them. So uh, that's that's what they do. They take they walk out to the car. They want to inspect the vehicle. They want to check the tread depths in three different places, like we're supposed to do in the tire across industry. the across, across the, tread. the tread of the tire. And then they talk to you about it. Well, what do you use your car for? And they kind of eyeball the car. Is it full of dents? I mean, is it is just a grocery getter? Is it a soccer mom's car? What are, how are you using the vehicle? Kind of get an evaluation of the vehicle. Exactly. Because so they know what direction they want to go and how they sell you. And they're thinking of a price point already in a good, better, best scenario. So. And, and when you drive in with a McLaren or a Corvette and they're like, Ooh. They're going to go, ooh, can I drive it? $700 attire <laughs> $700 car. He had to go there. He, he had to bring up the Corvette. He just had to. <laughs> All right, so to wrap things up. Because really, his tires are old and he needs to get no, them replaced. No, not yet, we but we're, we're getting we, there. Yeah, they're getting there. But uh, to wrap things up, I, I wanted to make it a point that really the best thing for you to do is look and see what the car came with. Mm-hmm. If you bought a used car... Chances are that it's probably had a different set of rubber put on it since you've bought the car or since you since the car was new. Go and see what the car originally came with. Then do your homework on that particular brand, that model, that style, that speed rating, all that sort of stuff. You may not find the actual manufacturer of it because they do. I mean, a, a good year makes a good year. Then you right. can go to a, an off-brand. Go to Walmart or Costco and find a good year. Well, and on not a- necessarily the same. And on a Chevrolet truck, on a 2019 Chevrolet truck, that same uh, 1500 truck may have come with Hankooks, Goodyears, or Bridgestones exactly. on it, There's just from the same manufacturer. And but they day, all have a UPC spec. To this tire. day, I mean, if you look at a Mustang on a UHP, ultra high performance tires, a UHP, a Mustang would be a, a, a Yokohama or a Michelin, or even now they're back to the Firestone. On a, on a particular market. But shop your prices. Exactly. Always shop your prices because to prices your vary. To your budget. And, you know, you had opened up your segment talking about dealerships sell tires. Right. Well, most dealerships and a lot of tire shops out there have a tire match pro- policy. Right, they do. So if you can find that price somewhere else and lay it in front of them, they're going to match that you price. You don't necessarily have to do that. They'll do it for you. They'll look it up. Hey, I went to ABC Tire Store and I found this XYZ tire and they'll They'll pull it up. They'll, yep, you're right. And they'll, they'll, they'll match, match you dollar for dollar. Yep. Jeff Zekin, our tire guru, uh, talking about vacation tires for your vacation. Uh, you may be on it or maybe getting ready to go on it. I know our engineer, uh, David Ainsley, he's headed out of town mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. Uh, gonna In go a rental Michigan. car. In a rental car, yeah. So anyway, Jeffrey, thank you very much. I like much. what you've done with the uh, decor here. Yes, yeah. thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. Je- Jeff uh, visited. Uh, <laughs> Jeff is our interior designer <laughs> and videographer. Yeah. And, uh, yes, fashionista, <laughs> Jeff Zekin. All right, thank you, sir. And you our bet. kolachi king. 
There that too. A review of the Alpha Stelvio <laughs> coming up next on the In Wheel Time Car Show right after this quick break. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Uh-huh. 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 Welcome back to the In Wheel Time car show. Fourth uh, of July, as you can tell, Jeff's done his homework and went down to the store and got us some USA. Right on USA. Time now for this hour's car review. I had a chance to drive the Alpha Stelvio. Oh, my gosh. I, I haven't fallen in love with a car like this in forever. Uh, that interior, it just rocks it. The actual vehicle rocks it. Here's the here's the review. 20 Alpha Stelvio. It comes in rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, TI all-wheel drive, and the Quadrifoglio. That Quadrifoglio, whew, that's a car. The review trim level that I happen to have was the TI Sport all-wheel drive. Small SUV. Uh, seats five. Exterior changes from last model year. It was all new in 2018. It is built on the Julia platform, which is the four-door sedan. So this is a true crossover. Exterior features. Noticeable Scudetto grill. Do you know what Scudetto? No. Scudetto. Is that that little nose thing that's that's the Alfa little Romeo uh-huh, does? that's called the little shield in Italian? Scudetto is oh. the little shield. Proboscis. Okay. Bumper-wide lower grill underneath the Scudetto. Porsche-style fastback hatch. Coffee can-sized exhaust tips. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> exhaust are. Exhaust tips with that big. They were huge. What I liked about it, the overall sporty design with the sculpted sides. Interior, sexy, sporty design with high-quality materials. Center console has the phone charger. It's passive. You don't have to plug it in. Side bolster, race-style seats, huge paddle shifters. They're not plastic either. A cargo trunk room is small. This is a sports car in the form of a crossover, mm-hmm. an SUV. You what I liked about it, the compact, sporty, uh, really cool feel uh, of the interior. Truly amazing. What could use improvement? Uh, the infotainment system does have a learning curve. But once you get to know it, works great. Engine, two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder with 280 horsepower out of this little thing. Wow. 306 pound-feet of torque. Now, the Quadrifoglio, 505 horsepower from a 2.9-liter turbocharged V6. It's quite pricey, however, but, boy, I would have loved to have gotten into that. Transmission, eight-speed automatic. If you want to tow something with this, Go find something else. Yeah, this isn't. This is not something. I guess it'll tow something, but why? This is not what it's all about. This is a sports car lifted up in a SUV style. And you see more and more manufacturers are doing those sport SUVs as well. This thing is bad to the bone, man. I am telling you, if you're in the market for a sporty SUV crossover, 
This, you must go see it, and you and must drive it. drive it. 22 miles per gallon city, 28 highway for a combined of 24. I got 23.7, mm-hmm. over 245 miles. I should have put more than that miles on it. I enjoyed that car. What I liked about it, the power-to-weight ratio kicks it. Uh, it does have a slight turbo lag. Got to get used to that. Uh, what I liked about the ride and handling, it has this thing called DNA. 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 And it's a little knob on the center console, and it stands for dynamic, natural, or advanced efficiency. You put that thing in dynamic, and it's like turning on the turbocharger. Kind of like a sport mode. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Base trim price, which is kind of surprising to me, $45,800. Now, the price is tested, <laughs> was 59745 but this thing was loaded up. Base model price, you can get into one for $41.4. That's, that's, that's a good price. It is a good price. Competitors to this vehicle in base size and price, the Porsche Macon, $50,900. The Mercedes-Benz GLC Class, 42500 That's what Angela has. And the Acura RDX for $37,800. That was about as close as I could get, I could find to this thing. But there really is no comparison. This really is a standalone kind of thing. But it's an SUV that's got that Italian flavor to it. You know, that's where that the Italian sports car really f- shows on that truck. Dude, that interior is unbelievable. Yeah, All right. Yeah, comparing it to the interior of what you're driving right now, it, it really has a, a panache, let's say. Is that, is that a panache or a panache? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. I had that for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's our Jeffy. Uh, okay, so I want to remind everybody that the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook.com slash In Wheel Time, on YouTube, and on InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcast and Podcast Addict. We have the events calendar, and I think we're going to talk with Gina Child Knowles about a special event this afternoon at 3 o'clock that you'll want to tune into. That's coming up right after a quick break here on In Wheel Time. <laughs> 